On the Hard Rocker Sports Network from KTEC 91.3, this is Hard Rocker Huddle, your podcast home for South Dakota Mines Athletics. My name is Josh Van Valkenberg Gernert. This is episode 20 of the Hard Rocker Huddle, and this week we'll have our three spring or three out of season head coaches on just to talk a little bit about their springs. Uh, first is head volleyball coach Lauren Torvey Prohaska. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, just first, uh, go ahead and give us your thoughts on reflection. Obviously, your first spring in like three years, mm-hmm. so that's a big plus. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to see how our women who have never had a spring adapted to their first spring season. Um, There really wasn't a lot of expectations because they had never experienced one before. And for our coaching staff, it was more about how do we get the most out of this group because our group is so experienced and we had a lot of upperclassmen and um, they really just wanted to get better. So we really just enjoyed a lot of spring and figuring out what we wanted to get out of it and i i really feel like we did what we set out to do yeah and you had uh obviously having some kids back who maybe you didn't have a lot of Mm -hmm. last year anna thomas Mm -hmm. played limited last year Mm -hmm. a lot of chelsea brewster this spring who didn't see the floor at all last year yeah how how much how nice is it to get a couple of those kids back yeah i mean to watch a lot of your athletes go through serious injury where they miss the entire half of the season it's really tough for Anna coming back strong she really just is so consistent like she's gotten to the point where she's super confident and she looks really good she feel you can tell she feels good about her play obviously she's always the kind of person that wants to be better but it's been a lot of fun having her back in the court for Chelsea we've missed her for a full year so this is really exciting I, I don't really feel like Chelsea has missed a beat um she really put in the work she had to to be strong um and she really pushed herself this spring to be better than where she was before she got injured. Um, and I really felt like she ended the spring season as consistent as possible. And for Emma Graham, we lost her half the season. And for our freshmen, you know, it's like we think, okay, Emma Graham's been in this program for a year, but she was only playing for a couple of months before she um, was injured. So she's had a ton of growth this spring, and it's been really fun to kind of watch her come into her own and, and get a little swagger. Yeah, sure. Um you played three scrimmages, correct? You yeah, played three dates. Shadron at Black Hills, and yep. then obviously home scrimmage Saturday. Yeah. How do you feel, you know, about each one of those, and then kind of just your thoughts to end the end the spring the way you did on Saturday? Yeah, I I, I really felt like our competition in spring. I mean, competition in spring for volleyball is so much fun because you play kind of club style when you go to those tournaments like when we went to Shadron or went to BH we play two sets and that's it there's no tiebreaker like we just play and there's like really no fans we're on two courts we wear t-shirts and oranges like it's it's just you it kind of throws you back to like your club days where you're just out there with your friends and like playing hard volleyball but like you're doing it for each other like you know there's no result where that's really gonna impact your life so for them to like for me to watch them go out and compete in that way for each other and for their love of the game versus the pressure of having to win to be at this place in the armac and blah 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 i feel like it's so different and they thrived i really felt like every competition we played we played the highest level 
of competing, really high level volleyball. We were resilient. We were really tough. I really felt really very repeatable, which is something we've been working on for many months. So it spring is fun, but we played. I felt like we had a really good competition spring wise, and the competition got better as we went. You know, um, we got to play Central Wyoming at. Black Hills are a very good junior college program, and they were tough. They really um, opened our eyes to a different kind of defense because they played really well defensively against us, and our hitters had to adapt, and it was really fun to watch them adapt and be better. Um, and then playing Augustana this Saturday was a ton of fun because they're a top NSIC team, and, you know, they uh, really gave us their best volleyball, I felt, you know, and for us to kind of play at that level um, while still having that fun, I think it's kind of – set the standard of where we should be at competition-wise in the fall. Sure. And then uh, as a coach, obviously college is a little different. You kind of have to let them go during the summer. But how does that kind of work? Do you do you come up with plans for each individual player? And what does that kind of look like? And how do you sort of keep track of their progress over sure. the summer? Sure. I mean, yeah, with NCAA rule, we can't touch them at all. Like, we can't mandate what our athletes do, which is – why we work so hard to build culture in the season because the standards that we set and the expectations that we have, they're going to live up to them and they're not going to live up to them throughout the summer. And that's their choice. Um, And it's the choice of their teammates and how they hold each other accountable. So really throughout the fall and spring as coaching staff, it's all about building those expectations and norms. Um, Our program in particular Past three years, I have felt has done such a solid job in the summer. Our captains go through a really heavy leadership development program in the spring, where we do a lot of conversation, a lot of learning, a lot of reading. Um, so they're prepared for what to do in the summer, and so they've over the past three years, depending on what group that the captain group is, they've instilled different things. One thing that's become a constant for us is the captains will lead a book club essentially they'll choose a book whatever they want to read in the past they've done books they've done podcasts they've done you know other different things but they'll come up with like a round robin schedule where their athletes have to talk to different teammates every week about what they're reading about what they're learning they do that all summer they have accountability partners that the captains put them with i mean there's just so many different things that they do that they initiate is what makes them so strong in the summer. I'm super looking forward to this summer because a lot of our women got internships in Rapid City, which is amazing. Um, And they're working for some, like, really cool companies. Um, So we pretty much have our entire team staying this summer, which is the first time that's ever really happened. So I'm really excited to see, first of all, the data and the science on how this will help injury prevention throughout the fall. If, you know, because when you're together in Rapid City, they can, they can work out together. They can play volleyball together, outdoors, indoors. They can um, lift with their strength coach. Um, and they still do, like, captain's practices? Oh, too, yeah. I mean, they'll just, something. yeah. I mean, the, the thing about volleyball, you can't play by yourself, right? So you got to have friends. So when you're with your other teammates, it's so much easier to play volleyball, for sure. And they'll initiate those things. I'm, I'm sure they will, because they just love to play. So I'm excited to see, like, the data, if it's going to help us physically. Obviously, I think it's going to be a big help mentally. And then, obviously, what that's going to look like moving forward. You know, I think they've inspired a lot of people, like, hey, you can find super solid internships with like super cool companies in Rapid City 
and they proved that. I mean, we have pre-med majors, engineering majors, business majors, and they all are working for really cool companies in town. So super excited for them because they're just not only going to be here to be great athletes, but they're also going to be like really furthering their career, which is really neat. Yeah. Oh, you kind of mentioned the leadership aspect. Um, what has it been like the spring? Obviously, you're replacing two captains. Yeah. So what has that kind of been like? Have you seen a growth or step up in some leadership? And who's kind of, yeah. you think, going to take that ball and run with it? Sure. So Anna is our only returning captain, Anna Thomas. She has had a lot of growth this year. Obviously, when you're a impact player the way she was, being a starting libero for so many years and then being injured and being on the sidelines, you develop a very different perception and kind of you see things differently on the court and off the court and I think for Anna leadership wise that was a really good experience for her to see things differently um, and you could see that maturity in her and the way she leads her teammates and the way she leads herself this spring so she's the returning one um, and she's really done a great job at keeping things solid and stable and reputable um, and then we've Named two new captains to join her, Cassie Luce and Kylie Metzger. They're both, um, Cassie's going to be a senior and Kylie's going to be a junior. Um, both setters, which I think says a lot about the importance of a setter in volleyball, you know. Um, but they're so different than each other, which is what I love the most about a great captain group. Um, you know, Cassie is as tough as nails and she will tell you how it is all the time you know um she loves to compete and there is no off switch with that kid and I, I think the way she leads by example is is so fun to watch especially in her learning her new role um and it takes a little bit off of Anna which is great and then Kylie is Kylie is smart and she is super consistent in the way she is on the floor and off the floor she's a great friend great teammate um really just knows how to keep everybody calm so it's a the three of them have a really nice balance but yeah the two of the the two new captains they've done a lot of learning this spring they're not done yet um i've really seen a lot of growth and maturity and they've really welcomed the responsibility of what it is to be a captain in this program and you can see that anna's enjoyed having them with, as well uh, you had a little bit of a shakeup, well, maybe more of a shuffle in your coaching staff as well yeah. going into the spring. What was that kind of adjustment like to first be without an assistant for mm -hmm. a little bit and then obviously promoting Annika from within? Yeah, so um, it was very, very sad to lose Tony. Um, he was such an impact to our program and did such a great job and everything that he set out to do, I really felt like he did it for us. Um, obviously, Tony is still very much part of our lives and, you know, he'll always be helping us for sure. The, the thing about that shuffle was I knew it was coming. So we were very much prepared for what the next step was going to be. Tony was very confident in Amiga's abilities to go from a volunteer um, assistant to a full-time assistant as I was um, but it was really great to see Tony sort of step up and mentor Annika a little bit to be prepared for that role and after two years as a volunteer assistant Annika was ready I mean she has more passion for coaching volleyball than most people I know which you know when you're young as she is you have that you have that spark in you and you just want to absorb everything and you want to learn and you want to do and she'll she does all the dirty work and you know she'll there 
she'll say yes to everything and she's just such a team player um but yeah she's grown a lot it's been really fun to have her on the sidelines she's taken a huge responsibility in recruiting which for somebody that um is going from like a volunteer to a full-time assistant in coach college coaching you don't do a ton of recruiting in as, as a volunteer so for her to be on the road and talking to recruits and talking to parents and getting all these visits scheduled what she has and um hosting kids like we she has done such an incredible job in that role um she's done a really wonderful job at keeping our team together with culture and she's a she's a great pillar to lean on for our women um she leads by example really well she understands volleyball she wants to just learn all the time so it's been a lot of fun to have her and i'm really excited to see where we go um over the next few years yeah and ken already mentioned hitting the recruiting trail is there still something maybe you're looking for to bring in for the fall potentially or are you looking more into the 2023 at this point i mean i think any college coach in most sports will tell you we never stop right um because sometimes that kid will land on your doorstep so the door's never fully closed um however yeah we're pretty much done we have seven freshmen coming in we're stoked about great people great athletes great students so very excited about them yeah we've we've hit the ground mostly i mean spurred by annika and her traveling but we've hit the ground a lot with our 23s we've had almost i think five official visits now with 23s on campus so um yeah i mean we know exactly what we want in that 23 class we have one committed already and we really are excited about the offers we have out we hope that it ends up going the way we want it to um but that 23 class is going to be strong it's going to be very talented um and when we lose eight seniors which we will this year it has to be so we're excited about it but yeah we i mean never fully done but yeah we're ready to move on yeah and you mentioned losing losing eight seniors part of that too is just having to balance out your classes like bringing in seven this year Mm -hmm. and then you have to so like men's basketball kind of ran into this where they had zero seniors Mm -hmm. so now the next couple years they really have to work to balance out sure and i think that's always a tough thing and you never know how it's gonna go and especially when you come in like for me Coming into the head coach's program to, in a rebuild situation, you, you, I knew that first class was going to be massive, and so eight—that's the eight kids that we brought in that first year. Um, and yeah, I, I, we didn't want to be in a position where we graduate eight, and then it's like, oh, let's bring an eight to replace them. The, these seven freshmen to play with these eight seniors, who, you know, hard worker volleyball is everything to them, and they are committed and they really are passionate about what we're going to do in the future and their legacy. So I wanted those seven new kids to learn from them and that process. And then we don't really skip a beat when we graduate them. And that's ultimately the goal. All right. I don't have any other questions for you. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us, coach. Thank you. Our second guest today, uh, Ryan Thompson, head coach of the Hard Rocker soccer team. Thanks for joining us today, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I guess just starting off, just reflect a little bit you know talk a little bit about I guess what your expectations were this spring and what you saw in terms of growth yeah I mean the biggest thing was just that growth um we had a really poor fall and and we needed to make some changes so um yeah we really stuck to to a plan and and just tried to get things done and in order and um you know, we hired a new assistant coach and Bill Schaefer, who has brought a ton of knowledge and uh, great teaching ability to the team and, um, you know, really getting the guys back together and, and figuring out who was bought in, who wasn't, um, you know, what changes need to be made, the little 
you know, tweaks here and there. And um, yeah, so our, our focus was just to, to build and, and really get that solid foundation back that we that we were missing last year. Sure. Um, you had that, a couple scrimmages, right? Obviously, yep. Saturday was canceled. But what did you kind of see in your scrimmages that was were maybe positives and maybe some things you'd still like to work, see guys work on going into the, into the summer? Uh, you know, to start off, I think that we, you know, we were fired up to play again, right? We're trying to right a wrong that happened in the fall. Um, so the guys were hungry, and, and, and that's always a positive, right? Um, the downfall was that we really started off slow in games um, and, and was a huge focus for us, it, you know, going from our first game, especially into our third game, um, was how do we start off strong and fast and and when we know that we're better than our opponent, how do we kind of assert that dominance and really prove that we're that dominant team? Um, you know, I, I can't sit here and say that I was the happiest coach over the spring because we really didn't showcase um, our talent in the first half of, of, of the three games that we played. Um, now, the second half was a completely different story. We uh, dominated most teams in the second half and we came out firing, and I don't know if that's the halftime speech or, or what it was, but um, we really proved ourselves in the second half of those games. Now how do we get that for a full 90 minutes? Yeah, so you mentioned Bill Schaefer coming on. Obviously that was a little bit of a process. Um, what kind of adjustment was it like to, I guess, first be with without an assistant for a little bit longer than you would have liked and then bring in Bill in and kind of seeing what he was able to bring to the program. Yeah, having an assistant's always great. Um, but it's not the first time I haven't had an assistant. I went through my whole first season as a head coach without an assistant. Um, so that the winter months and, um, you know, when we have very limited hours, being the only coach on staff was pretty familiar. Um, you know, and, and then bringing on Bill, um, you know, it, it's been great. Um, you know, the, the one thing, though, about Bill is that he's never coaching in college. So it's, um, you know, so he's learning on the fly. And, and when things are hectic and coming in spring, when it's, you know, resembles a, a real season and, you know, trying to get everything done and, and teach him everything, uh, it's been a bit hectic. But luckily for me, Bill's a really smart guy and, and knows the game. So um, if I say something about our performance, he has a drill for it, right? And, and then we can kind of write that up together and, and see how it um, – it plays into our style of play and, and, and really how to fix issues. So, um, you know, again, he brings a wealth of knowledge and it's just getting the, the little things figured out about the college game that are different from, from the club game. Um, but just a great fit. Um, you know, I, we work on the same wavelength. So again, I, I say something, he's like, Oh, yep, I got something for that here. Let me pull it out and, and let's run through it and see it. And then, um, he's just an amazing teacher on the field too. If, if I give him a task and I say, hey, I need you to work with forwards or the midfielders or defenders, um, you know, he always has something for him that's beneficial and, and, and pertains to the game and, and what we are looking to do. Yeah, um, obviously he's just looking for growth in the spring. And then as a coach, what do you kind of – obviously you can't really do much during the summer. Right. So what? how, mu how much is there – to? How, how hard is it, I guess, to just kind of rely on your guys to, you know, do what they need to do to, in the summer? Is Are you able to work out individual plans with guys before they leave? How does that all kind of work? No, we're pretty much in a no contact. So 
um, yeah, it, it is tough because, you know, you, you don't know what they're doing, right? They, they go home and they could be sitting around all day for the whole entire summer and playing video games and eating chips. Um, or they could be out doing what they need to do and playing in summer leagues and, and you know, working out and, and running. Um, but you just really never know, and, and we can't keep tabs on them. You know, I can't fly everywhere to go see these guys. Um, so I put a lot of responsibility on my captains who um, the, the team voted for captains in the, in the, fall, or in the spring. Um, so we got Elias Bergfeld, um, grad student out of Germany, and Hayden Jaramillo, uh, a sophomore out of Arizona. Um, those two guys really took the reins, and, and especially over the spring. And, and it's weird because, again, like how Bill and I are on the same wavelength, the captains are on the same wavelength as us too. So, um, you know, an example is after our third game, I was really disappointed. Um, I, I wasn't visibly disappointed, but they were also disappointed, right? And and um, in a game where we won six to one, we were disappointed together as a coaching staff and as a captains group. And um, you know, so the summer is really a time for them to kind of step out and, and say, hey, this is what we're doing because they can have contact with everyone um, and, and put together a workout plan and, and keep guys accountable and, and, you know, create all the Google spreadsheets and everything that you kind of need. Um, so it, it's kind of on their shoulders as, as the leaders of the team to put it together since we can't have official contact with anyone. Well, that's a, that's a step of growth right there right. compared to some of the things that happened, obviously, with the program last year and right. just being able to re hit reset a little bit on that culture yep. and improve it going into the next years is having two captains you can really rely right. on and people who, you know, fall in line with their thoughts and right. but still being able to obviously voice whatever. Yeah, I, I mean... It, we, we let the guys vote this year. Usually in the past, I would pick the captain. Um, that didn't seem to be working out. So it was, how do we change this up and, and you know, find people that the guys value as, as credible captains. Um, and, you know, when, they, when they're giving their speeches on the, on the Zoom call that we had, it was, it was a lot about the culture. I mean, both those guys mentioned culture and, and wanted to change the culture. And they're two guys that are hungry. They're the guys that you always see in the gym. You, you know, they're always positive um, from a captain standpoint and, and really pushing guys to, to be better. And, um, you know, I, that, that change of culture forces people to either jump on the train or, or not and, and um, you know, either – get on board or, or get left behind. So, um, you know, that's one really big thing that this program needs is, is someone that's going to say, Hey, the rest of us are moving along. Um, you know, if you're not going to be a part of it, then, then don't be a part of it. Um, and, and we have had guys that have quit, uh, this spring and, um, you know, we don't know if that's going to be a positive or a negative, but we do know that we've seen a shift in the culture and the shift in the work ethic and, um, all those things that, that we really are, striving to to get to um and and a lot of that has to do with those captains pushing those guys sure uh what is uh obviously bringing bill in is there have you guys kind of hit the ground recruiting right off the bat already or is that more looking like going to be more of a summer thing what are your kind of plans maybe do you still plan to try to bring in <coughs> one or two guys for this fall or are you more looking at 2023 at this point yeah so the thing about not having an assistant for the extended period of time is that 
you know, I do a lot of the, you know, I do everything, right? So um, our recruiting class was pretty full uh, once Bill came in for, for 2022. Um, so I tasked him with identifying 2023s and and getting out to showcases and tournaments. And uh, so he's already been on a, on a recruiting trip. He's going on another one this weekend. Um, so we're kind of hitting the ground running with those 2023s. Um, as for 2022s, we have maybe one or two guys left, but there's already offers out. So we're just waiting to see if they accept them. Uh, if they don't, then, you know, obviously we go hunting a little bit further. Um, if they do, then, then we're pretty locked up and, and the recruiting class is done for next fall. Sure, and you do have quite a few numbers coming in already as it is. So what is it kind of like to be, you know, obviously soccer is a little bit more of a numbers. Right. Generally have rosters of 25 to 30, right? Mm -hmm. So what is it kind of like to be to have to balance out those classes? Yeah, it's difficult because, um, you know, over COVID we held a 40-man roster just because we didn't know what was going to happen. So, um you know, now we're starting to kind of slim down those roster sizes and 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 pull in lower numbers of classes. Because uh, again, I want to be you know about 27 field players and four to five goalkeepers. So, you know, a roster size of you know 31, 32 ish. Um, and you know, we're we're getting there. Um, the classes are going to be a little bit uneven because we have you know 15 in the junior class, but we're only bringing in 10 in the freshman class. So. Um, over time, those will start to even out a little bit more, especially as the pandemic starts to go away and we don't need uh, that large roster size anymore. So um, it's something that's on our minds of, of you know, we're, we're a small coaching staff of two guys and then we have two volunteers that kind of come and go. Um, and But with, with two main coaches, it's really tough to, to manage 40 kids, right? I mean, sometimes it's like herding cats, you know? So... Um, <clears throat> But getting that roster size down is really important. It also just kind of brings that, that competitiveness. When you have one or two guys that you're going up against for a certain spot, um, you know, you're more likely to, to continue working as hard as you can, where if there's five, then that fifth guy tends to just drop off and, and you know, not really have a chance and, and kind of show that they don't really want the chance. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, getting that roster size down is, is really important for us. What do you think were the biggest uh, positive signs of growth this spring? I would say that shift in culture, um, you know, and, and getting that roster size down in the spring. It, it allowed everyone to have pretty equal amounts of minutes and, and get quality repetition against um, some pretty decent competition. Um, and, and it really let people kind of stand out, which is a huge positive because there's guys where that – you know, they didn't play a ton in the fall. Well, now you get a chance in the spring. What can you do? And and a lot of those guys really prove themselves uh, to be, you know, good college athletes. So, um, you know, we, we kind of see people in a different light when you're not in that, you know, massive 17-game season where you're traveling every weekend and, um, you know, guys get kind of lost on the bench. Now that's, hey, we have low numbers. Let's throw everyone in and, and let's see what you can do. So, um you know, some of the guys that may not have been rated as high on that depth chart really stepped up into a position where it's now we're questioning, hey, does that person get more minutes? Do they take a starting spot? You know, what happens? How are they going to come back in the fall? And, and what's it going to look like? 
Uh, being a, a soccer coach in the Midwest obviously isn't always the easiest thing. We don't have an indoor facility here. So how do you kind of, when you are forced to go inside for weather-related reasons or any other reasons, how do you kind of still, obviously that's it's an unnatural surface. It's right. just not, the width isn't the same. How do you still get improvement in those days where you are forced to be in Fraser or where, right. wherever else you have to go. Well, luckily, I've only been a college coach in the Midwest, so it's it's something that I'm I'm pretty used to and having to adapt and kind of think on your feet and, and move, you know, training sessions around. So, um, Bill and I have a pretty good um, kind of fallback plan on on you know days where we can't get outside, and that's a lot of just technical work, a lot of individual type of stuff. So, um, it gets a move in, we get a little bit of fitness in, we get. You know, just touches on the ball, get them comfortable with the ball, especially on a on a foreign surface. It's, um, you know, if you can control a ball in a gym, well, you should be able to control a ball on on turf or grass. So, um, we focus a lot on just that footwork and the the kind of going back to the basic fundamentals of the game, um, and it, it gets a sweat out of the guys. I mean, they're constantly moving, they're constantly, you know one foot on the ground one foot on the ball um you know just getting that workout in so um that's our fallback plan uh, every once in a while when track and field is not on the sport court we can lift up the the divider and and it gives us a decent size width to where we can kind of line up our back four and in our midfield and um you know kind of play an offense type offense defense type of of drill so um that's kind of rare and, and and few and far between but um but we do get, you know, we do get them work out, and then and then oftentimes we we play like a four v four or five v five, which mimics a lot of the the angles that we want to play in a game, and and the triangles and the squares that you want to have positionally. Um, it gets a moving in those, and and how to you know press in numbers, and and um, there's little bits of things that you can take that are small portions of the game uh, on a on a big field. But if you can perfect them into a gym, then they translate out into a uh, onto the big big field. So, all right, I don't have any other questions for you, Ryan. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our final guest today on the Hard Rocker Huddle, I have Charlie Floor, head football coach. How are you doing today, Charlie? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, first off, I just wanted to get your thoughts, overall thoughts on you know how the spring went for your team. You know, very happy with the progress that we've made this spring. You know, every time you come into uh, the spring season, you know we really try and focus on two things, and uh, you know the first one is just create depth in all phases of the game, offensively, defensively, as well as special teams. Uh, you know, we got somewhat of a veteran group coming back. We only graduated ten seniors from last year's football team so we got a lot of experience coming back uh, with our with our older kids but we've got such a younger uh, freshman and sophomore class that had not had a lot of valuable reps so we wanted to make sure and get those um, those individuals reps which you know we felt was really good for us you know during the course of the 14 practices the other thing we really wanted to focus on too is just overall leadership you know anytime you lose 10 great seniors uh, we, uh, you know, we're very happy with the the progress that they made with us in our football program, and we need to see who the next guys are, who they can step up. So we did a lot of things during the course of the spring, not only in practice but as well as off the field, some competition type stuff, just to see who our leaders are going to be and who's willing to take that step to lead us for next fall. 
Sure, you kind of alluded to some of the experience you have coming back. One position group where maybe you did lose quite a bit was at the wide receiver spot. Obviously, you still have Isaiah coming back, but losing three of your, you know, four or five heavy playing time wide receivers, how how good was it to just be able to get some guys, some reps, and who maybe stepped up? Yeah, on the offensive side of the football, that's probably the one position where we lost the most production was at the receiver receiving core and you know those guys got a lot of reps we, you know we're, we're a little thin right now at that spot uh, we you know didn't have a lot of guys going through spring with some injuries and different things so they got a lot of good game experience we did a lot of situational things to put those guys in some pressure situations and you know thought they handled it really well you know our, our top two guys as of right now are Isaiah and then Jeremiah Bridges who's you know really doing some uh, multi-sport stuff as you know with the track side so he wasn't able to be out there every single day but we got a lot of good young kids you know very happy with you know that position you know the last two years that we've recruited the receiving core you know those guys have stepped up and really you know answered the bell in the in the spring uh you know obviously you know we're still you know 16 weeks away from the fall camp but uh you know with that position being you know the one that's on the offensive side probably the one we got to continue to monitor and and see how those guys continue to progress through the summer Sure. What do you think were the most positive steps you guys took in the spring? You know, one thing that we really tried to put an emphasis on this spring, at least on the offensive side of the football, was just taking care of it. Uh, you know, not putting in our, ourselves in bad situations, you know, those sudden change type things. And, you know, I thought we did a really good job of that this spring. Our quarterbacks really didn't force as many footballs as they had in the, in the past. You know, we took good care of the football. We did some live situation things where we allowed our defensive guys to try and strip the ball and um you know create fumbles and create turnovers that way so i was really happy with you know that progress that we had made on the offensive side of the football was just looking at you know where we were deficient last year and and turnovers was a huge one we threw 13 interceptions in in the 11 games which you know obviously isn't to the standard that we want it and you know this spring that was a big time emphasis for us especially with the quarterbacks and the receivers as well as the offensive line anybody that's involved in protection is you know just making sure we're taking care of the football yeah, you uh, already sort of talked about maybe replacing some of your leadership that has been lost. Who are you kind of expecting to maybe step up in that role? And have you kind of already gone through the selection process for your leadership group? Uh, we, we haven't. You know, what I try and do is let that develop over the summertime as well. And you know, when they come back for the, the fall camp, we'll we'll do our captains and we'll do all that stuff uh you know really we're putting it all on our seniors on on each side of the football is what are they going to do to help develop those kids especially in the spring and then over the summertime so there's a lot of personal accountability that we put on our kids to help through uh the process over the summertime and you know we'll put it all on our players you know in the summertime we're not allowed to be out with our kids and do things like that so we really try and make everything player led which i think is really important in the development part in the in the process of of establishing a program yeah you mentioned you really can't have any involvement in what they do over the summer per ncaa rules can you make any are you allowed to make any sort of plan for them before they leave individually do you have meetings with them how does that kind of work yeah this week we're actually getting ready to do uh exit interviews both as a position and then as well with me as the head football coach and and just kind of lay everything out what their strengths were what their weaknesses were where they 
in what they need to improve on over the course of the summer, kind of give them the guidelines and things that we want them to do. Some kids need to gain weight. Some kids need to lose a little bit of weight. Some kids need to work on their their strength, speed and agility, you know, catch 100 footballs a day, snap the ball, uh, work on, D, on drops as a DB. You know, so we try and lay all those things out. Our strength coach will, you know, provide a program for them uh, over the summer, the ones that are here as well as the ones that are gone uh, for the summer because of their internship. So we create a plan for them, uh, which I think is very good for us. Um, again, it, it's more of a player-led type deal uh, and uh, let them kind of, you know, how how important is the game of football, especially in the summertime? You know, a lot of programs will say that the summertime is when you're going to win and lose football games, and, and that's kind of where we're at right now within our process uh, as a program is making – it more player-led, more player accountability instead of us telling them to do those things. Sure, and I'm sure that's a big culture thing, too, where you come back in two or three months, you can kind of tell who the guys are that are bought in and who didn't buy in over the summer. Yeah, it's pretty evident, you know, when you come back and, and see what kids have done something, what kids haven't done something, what guys are ready to go. And, you know, again, we want all of that stuff to uh, we want to make sure we're laying all that stuff out in front of them. Just you know, just because you were maybe a starter when spring ended, doesn't mean you're going to come back and be the starter at the end of fall camp. So it's it's the process during the summertime that will you know kind of help with the development of our program. Sure. Uh, obviously, being a f- outdoor coach, head football coach in the Midwest, kind of has its difficulties. We don't have an indoor facility here. How do you kind of? When you have to cancel or when you have to move practice, how important is it and what do you kind of do to be able to still, you know, have successful practices when you have to kind of move things around? Yeah, obviously being here in the Midwest makes things a little bit more challenging when you don't have the facilities that, that you would want uh, to make sure everything is to go as planned. So, you know, we're, our kids are resilient. You know, they're they're tough when it comes to uh Hey, we need to move practice to tomorrow. Hey, we're only going to go an hour and a half today compared to two hours. You know, our staff's done a really good job of of being flexible as well. And you know, this year we had to do it because of the weather for our spring football game. We end up going Friday morning, uh, which was honestly probably the nicest day we had weather wise. Uh, no wind. It was about fifty degrees and. We had a very productive practice last spring football game. You know, we had a lot of people out in uh, ramps. You know, I think there are 20, 25 cars out there. A lot of people from even the campus that were out watching it. And, you know, it's uh, a, a positive thing for us because we know what we have. We know what we don't have. And it's just a matter of us, you know, trying to figure out ways for us to be efficient and be as productive as we possibly can. Sure. What were your overall takeaways? I know you scrimmaged for about an hour that Friday morning. What were your takeaways? What were you happy with? What do you think still maybe could use some improvement once you get back? Sure. You know, I'll start on the defensive side. You know, I thought defensively, you know, our front seven uh, is continuing to get better. We put a big-time emphasis on recruiting defensive linemen and we've got a good linebacker core coming back and in this league you got to be able to stop the run and uh you know we really felt you know this spring uh very made it very challenging on us offensively to run the football and, and that's what we want if, if we're having a hard time running the football against our own defense that's a positive thing and I you know felt really happy with our defensive line our linebacker core is experienced but yet a little bit uh 
of youth. So we're just trying to mold that together. You know, we have some good defensive backs, you know, that got a lot of reps last year, uh, really toward the end of the season. That's just the one position on the defensive side where we need to continue to find more depth. Uh, just probably the most inconsistent of all three of the positions on the defensive side. Offensively, you know, quarterback wise, you know, I'm still very blessed to have three quarterbacks that have had meaningful starts uh, here in the RMAC conference. So, you know, from an experience standpoint, those guys really showed it this spring. You know, we talked about it a little bit before just in regards to what we need to do better at that spot, and that was taking care of the football, and, and those guys were able to show that this spring. You know, offensive line-wise, we got a lot of good kids coming back as well. But, again, we just got to con- – continue to develop more depth. We have some uh, redshirt freshmen that have a chance to come in and be within the two deep next year. And Again, it's trying to mold what our top five are going to be and, and putting them in a place where they're all going to be cohesive together and uh, be able to, you know, block in the run game as well as protect in the pass game. Running back-wise, you know, we lost to Maude Lewis early last year and we had Caleb Roth come in and uh, do a really good job uh, the second part of the season. He was un- unable to go this spring because of an injury, so we were really able to see what backs we had within our program to come in and you know kind of be that number two, number three, number four back. You know, in college football, you've got to have more than one, more than two backs. It's it's a tough position to play week in and week out. And I was really proud of our backs this spring. We talked a little bit about the receiver core already, but again, it's just developing depth within that group. You know, finding who our playmakers are and you know, seeing what guys can do, you know, how versatile they are, and, and what they can handle. And then our tight ends, we got two kids that have a little bit of experience from last year. Um, and then we have a lot of freshmen. So that's the one position where we lost a lot from, a, again, from a production standpoint. We have some good players that are coming back. And it's just, a, again, a matter of trying to create the continuity and a little bit of faith and trust and confidence in what we're doing and then from the special team side of things you know we got Casey Knutson coming back from a punting standpoint Connor Taylor coming back from you know a kicking standpoint Connor did a good job all spring long of, of making the kicks and some pressure situations and our long snapper true freshman uh, Max Wadier is back too so from a specialist standpoint you know we have a, a veteran group coming back so you know really excited about the outlook for the 2022 season. Yeah, you kind of mentioned, you know, Caleb Roth having dealing with some injury stuff last year. Last year, the running back depth really was tested. Ahmad got hurt, Caleb got hurt, Orlando dealt with some stuff. You know, so really, Caleb was probably the third back going into the season and really stepped up. And now you also have, you know, Brandon coming back. You have Orlando coming back. So almost that almost wound up being obviously no you don't want anyone to get hurt but it almost wound up being a positive going into the year that those guys got experience that maybe they otherwise wouldn't. Have. Yeah, and that's the one position you know we feel you have to be probably the deepest at is is because you know we, obviously you want to be able to try and run the football but when teams are really overloading the box you know they've got to be versatile type players and you know we were able to test and kind of see what they were able to do on top of the run game. So we did a lot of things. We were putting them out in the in the formation and throwing the balls to them and you know, just seeing what they can handle knowing that a lot of those kids had some good quality game experience last fall. Yeah, and another person I wanted to bring up, I know he's been pretty limited, um, it's Grant Smith. Obviously he was you know, he preseason all American, great player the last time he was out on the field. Um 
how how big is it going to be to be able to potentially get him back? Yeah, you know, in August. Yeah, Grant's a, a phenomenal kid. You know, he's been through a lot uh, in his college career here. And, you know, not being able to watch him play after week three was really tough on us, but obviously really tough on him. But he's handled it as best as I've I've seen it in a long time. You know, he's up in the office. He's wanting to learn, you know, how do I break down film? How do I get better uh, as a player by not being on the field? And he's really stepped his game up that way. He's got dreams and aspirations of playing at the next level, and he knows and understands those are the types of things that are going to help him out moving forward is, you know, just truly critiquing himself, but also watching what the opponent does on the field, as well as getting better within his craft on the offensive line. But really been proud of him, you know, and how he's handled himself this past year, knowing that he's chomping at the bit to get back on the field. Sure, and you're going to stay busy this summer. Obviously, you got some camps going on. Do you just want to talk a little bit about your camps, dates, what you have going on there? Yeah, so we're in the process of just finishing up with our, our spring ball doing meetings. And then once really school gets over, uh, we're going to be out on the road doing spring recruiting. We'll, we'll send our staff out to some key areas uh, to go to camps, to to go to combines, to see kids in person at those things. And really try and get uh, you know a, a jump ahead within the recruiting process so we'll spend about three or four weeks out doing that as well as during the summertime we'll be at a lot of other camps some of the division one schools uh, are very good about opening up their camps and letting us other college coaches come in and check those kids out so we'll be out during the months of june uh, to do that as well the month of july for us you know will be a little bit more low-key that's the time i want to give our staff a couple of weeks off so they can recharge their batteries rejuvenate and be ready to go we are hosting a camp here july 24th which is a sunday it's 8 to 1 p.m uh, here on campus it, it's tied with a go to minds event which we feel is really important for them to truly get a grasp on who we are as a university especially on the academic side and then as well as the football side so really excited to have our individual camp here the, that last weekend of july uh, last year we had about 70 kids show up for the first time that we had ever had a camp you know this year we're looking anywhere from you know 125 to 150 kids here that sunday and and really experience what south dakota mines is all about what rapid city is all about and just the type of program that we're building here all right i don't have any other questions for you thank you so much for joining me today coach uh this has been josh van valkenberg i'm signing off